Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Julia Show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Paul McGuire Grimes is in for Julia today. She's on vacation. She will be back on Monday. And uh, we're doing it again. We're bringing back the Cat Video Festival. I think this is year three. Thursday, August 8th, once again at CHS Field, presented by First Equity and Walls. Walzer, Polar, Mazda, and Walzer, Mazda, Burnsville. That's Easy for you to say. That is a mouthful. Tickets are on sale now. $10 per ticket through July, and $1 from each uh, ticket goes to the Rough R-U-F-F Start Rescue. Geez, we got the Grease sing-along, the cat so video. Much on the There's calendar. Things happening Lots every single happening. weekend now. I pretty much... Like there's some, I mean, uh, it's summer. It's summer, man. There's we're fun booking stuff out till July right now. Don't even ask to do something in June. I know it. It's, it's busy. Cr- it's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Okay, so uh, we were talking earlier in the show um, that James Corden is going to be hosting the Tony Awards this Sunday night. CBS seven that's, to nine. That's right. And he is. Um, this will be his second time. He previously hosted in 2016. He's a Tony winner. He is a yeah, Tony right. winner. Julie and I saw him on Broadway in the History Boys. Oh, that I'm jealous. All those many years ago. <laughs> yeah, he was on uh, that Richard show. Richard Griffin. Yeah. And um, anyway, so uh, here's he was on Colbert Love promoting it. the show. Of course. So here we go. Thank you for wearing a vest. Oh well, I have to. Th- it's for me more than more than you. Really, I love that it gives dignity. So Does few it? guests dress up enough to come on a late night talk show. Well, I think this is this is worthy of dressing up. And Thank you. Also, I'm aware that I'm sitting here uh, somewhat exposed. So a vest, <laughs> a vest is really that plus the spanks is really covering. <laughs> A multitude of whatever's going on See, under here. Oh that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Your business, baby. You're and then I'll go TV. off here, and they will roll me out of the spanks. <laughs> it's my two people just roll me back and forth and until I sort of fall out of it like that. That's yeah. nice. And of course, that's he's funny. putting right. it down. And yeah. he had—I had heard him. Uh, he was on Howard Stern earlier this week, and he Howard Stern just came right out and asked him. He's like a. He said, you know, so he said, you're, you know, you're kind of a chubby guy. And he said, do you ever think about like getting lean, mean? And he just said, it's just, he said, bread. I can't I, stay away from bread. Listen, I hear you. I get it. He and Oprah. And I was like, oh, there, you know, Howard, but, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and he is kind of a plumpish guy. Yeah, That's part of his thing. I mean, it's yeah. his look. Is it, it, it is. works. But yeah. remember when Jimmy Kimmel was a plumpish guy? Right. Yeah. Did you see his uh, carpool karaoke with Celine? It was the best one ever. She, she was, was so good. It was so. And she came to play. She did. She was. The, that was the campiest one, the best one yet. The most moving, I think, yeah. was his Paul McCartney. Oh, that one. But Celine, when they were giving away her shoes, shoes yes, she didn't know about that, and her reaction was real. She, oh, I loved it. It was so good. And here's James Corden. Of course, Stephen Colbert has to ask him about going to Harry and Meghan's wedding. 
in the church, there is flowers everywhere. You cannot move for flowers. And I get quite bad allergies, right? <laughs> so first of all, you're all the time thinking, well, I don't know if I'm on television or not at the moment, so is this a good face? Is that a good face? I don't... Like that. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, I don't know. And then, but all I'm thinking is, just don't sneeze. Just don't sneeze. Right. And, then, and, and I'm doing that, you know, and you do that thing when you think you're going to... Uh, and you just... But I'm, then I don't know if I'm on TV. Like that. And, and my wife's like, are you okay? I'm like, just... I'm just and then they get to... Then they get to... Should anyone here have, know of any reason why these two <laughs> should not be married? And I literally, I can feel it. It is coming in my nose. It is so close. And I just had to meet it head on and do one of those, you know when you do an internal sneeze? Sure. Yeah. So they went, does anyone know here of any legal reason why these should not be man and wife? And I just went like this. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I was so glad that he asked him about going to that to the, wedding right. because it was like, oh, who knew James Corden is buddies with these guys, you know? I mean, all Random. those Brits. Random. Random. And then uh, here's James Corden talking about hosting the Tonys. Is it an easy gig? You know, you did it a few years ago, 2016. You just go in there, give all the awards to Lin-Manuel Miranda and leave, right? Well, that's... Get back on the plane. Well, not this year. But give but him it's... again. Just do it again. <laughs> He's that good. I don't think they're ever easy gigs because they're live, you know? It's, it's live and it's happening and, and, uh, and there's a sort of... Uh, Degree of expectation that you would, you would open with like a, a big musical number or something. And well, we're sure, gonna, that's what I expect. We're going to try to do that. Mm -hmm. But that comes with a, a huge amount of, of, uh, of pressure. But I kind of, I don't know, I love that entire community. I love that entire uh, world, that entire world of people. I think they, they absolutely deserve and should be celebrated on television at least once a year for what they do. They do it eight times a week, you know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I'm just pleased to be there. And I love the theatre. I always have. I just adore it. He adores it. He adores it. He's, I, I, he's, I, I love I him. I don't even. I he's going to be in the Cats movie coming yes, up this Christmas. Don't well, get us started. <laughs> I, I, it's, it may just be one of the worst movies of the year. It, it, so I many people even, are in it. Yeah, sure. Jennifer Hudson, Liam McCallan, T. Swift, Rebel Wilson, Idris your Elba. boyfriend Idris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Oh, but is it animated? <laughs> no, no. That's what we. Well. Or is it? Are they? You know, doing like capture? a play? Is, is it, it animated? No, no, it's no. not. They'll be dressed as cats, like they like on the, the stage play, play like yeah. the stage musical. Yeah, oh. right? but are they? Yeah, but are they going to be the size of cats? Oh. <laughs> what do you mean the size? Just like well, on the musical. Just like I the play. But, uh, I, I just. It's going to be awful. I know it's going to be it's awful. Gonna be Taylor Swift is going to be singing this to a big ball of yarn for yeah. perspective. And Who's going like, to sing Tom the Hooper one good song? Jen memory. No, no that's Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson. Hudson. She's Grisabella, oh, okay. the old theater queen. Yeah. Okay. I that that play. Yeah, Very overrated. Don't even get me started. You know, I, I'm sorry. I think it is. Yeah, I think I it's, know it is. You know, it's, it's good, overrated. like the first time you see it, and then. Uh. <laughs> but to be a movie, that'll be like. There are so many other musicals we could turn into a movie. Uh, yeah. Like, remember how bad. Well, you probably liked it, Les Miserables. Well, I liked, I liked it, but I did Hugh not Jackman. care for Hugh Jackman. I thought he was poorly cast. He couldn't sing it at all. 
à Jean Valjean, Russell Crowe, Javert. Well, and then you have Russell Crowe singing, oh. quote unquote. Oh, that was <laughs> it's not hard good. to do a good movie musical. It, well, yeah. Well, let's move on yeah, to okay. why James Corden. Um, fell in love with the theater while we're trashing the theater right now to change the mood, okay? Was we're there a play that musicals. just gripped you when you were younger and went, oh, I have to do this? The thing I can really, that I really sort of remember I get most vividly, but when I, was, uh, when I was about 14, I went to the Adelphi Theater on the Strand in London to see a musical called Me and My Girl, and I remember so vividly seeing him in this show and just think it was amazing and i came out of the theater and i said i said that's that's i I just want to do that dad i just want to do that i I just want to do that thing that whatever that was Mm -hmm. that's what i want to do and i'd kind of forgotten about it until i hadn't been in the adelphi theater between 14 and 36 35 when i went to do one man two governors (laughs) and my dad uh took me to the exact spot when we were stood outside and said, do you remember when we were stood here, you were 14? And it, it makes me almost uh, emotional now. Aww. I have those memories. I yeah. remember my grandma took us out of school to go see Joseph the Marys in Technicolor Dreamcoat with Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond has a great show. Yeah, we saw The Sound of Music with Marie Osmond. So you remember, like, maybe it's you the do? music theater kid yeah. in me. You know, like, I love the theater. So you have those memories. And then the shows that rip you apart... You know, when we went to go see Sunday in the Park with George a couple years ago on Broadway. And, oh, with Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, oh he is my gosh. one and only. Jeez. Honey bunny. Who knew just, he could sing? Oh, yeah. he is phenomenal oh. singer. Where He's has so he been? Good. Did anyone watch his weird Netflix movie yes. about the art? Velvet Buzzsaw. Mm. It was good. It was okay. okay. great. It wasn't, it wasn't a bird box? No, no, no. It was, you had to be open to it. Yeah, he's got, he's in Spider-Man Far From Home coming up July 2nd. He's got okay. a, a show coming up on Broadway in August and July. It's called oh, Seawall Alive. Yes, we're going to go see it. Thank you very what much. What is it called? Seawall Alive. Oh, it's a wow. two person, two monologue show. You really are. Bo- uh, you're a bonafide theater. Yes, yes. I'm a BFA in music theater. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh. Well, he, um, yeah, he's kind of excited about, because he did the Tonys in 2016. Yep. And Kevin Spacey oh, in yes. 2017. God. That's right. Just not that long now ago. Now he only makes appearances in court. <laughs> That's right. Or well making said. weird old videos. <laughs> yeah, I'll remember that terrible video. That was, that was a terrible idea. Whoever talked him into that. Did you watch the last season of House of Cards? No, oh, I never got past the first season of the House of Cards. Oh, we we've watched all of it except for the last season. Yeah, you don't waste your time. Oh, I quit it's watching when you know who got pushed off into the subway. Yep, that's when I stopped watching. <laughs> I love our spoiler for our show the season that <laughs> was like eight who. years ago. <laughs> yeah, but I said you know who. Yeah, I know who it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, just speaking of uh, James Corden, the other kind of cute thing that he told, cute story told Howard Stern was a Tom Cruise story. And he um, said that, you know, he met Tom Cruise at, I don't know, at some movie industry event where Tom Cruise was going to be honored. And he, he said that Tom Cruise told James Corden, Hey, you know, stay in touch. Give me a call. Like, like he goes, he just assumed I had his phone number. And I was like, well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I don't have your phone number. Anyway, Tom Cruise, and this is such a Tom Cruise story, but I'm kind of glad that that James Corden told it. 
And and he said, you know, to Tom, James Corden, listen, that's really lovely, but I don't have your number. And Tom Cruise was like, oh, no, I'll, I'll get it to you. And, you know, Corden is just like, it's just movie, movie famous yeah, people yeah, talk. Right. But he said, the next day, a package arrived at his L.A. office. In a conference room was a massive amount of balloons that said thank you and a box. And I opened the box and there was a cake in the shape of a telephone with all these weird symbols on the dial of an old rotary dial telephone. Now I'm thinking of some Scientology. Is doing this, made the cake. And he said the package included a dictaphone with the instructions press play. And then it said, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to work out the call and call the number on your cell phone. The message will self-destruct in five seconds. He took him several times. He finally cracked it. And then he called Tom Cruise. I mean, that's a good story. It's very great. I, I mean, at least it wasn't auditing cans. I know, you know, like, I'm I glad know. it was a Mission Impossible. Those are good movies. Uh, yeah, and Howard Stern was like, now that's a good thank you. Yes. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Because yeah. anyway, so, all right, listen, we come back. We've got Holly with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly, Hollywood is here. Hello, Lori. Hello, Paul. Nice to see everyone this afternoon. Let's start this dirt alert off Uh with a little Brad Pitt news because apparently this group of people in Boston who want to have a straight pride parade. Nope. Thank you. Cancel that idea right away. They have co-opted Brad Pitt's image as their mascot. Whoa, whoa. Let's, you can't do that. They took an image from Brad Pitt from Mr. and Mrs. Smith from the poster and put it up there advertising this event that they want to organize. These people are really dumb. Yes, they are really dumb. In the wise words of Smash Mouth on Twitter, <laughs> yesterday they can blank off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't use some you can't use somebody's image, so would he fire off a a letter from his attorney? I'd yes. sue him. Well, uh. sources close to Brad tell TMZ that his team reached out to these organizers demanding they stop using his name and likeness for their event and if they don't soon, further action could be taken. Well, not only from Brad Pitt's people, but probably from 20th Century Fox, yeah. the people who made Mr. and Mrs. Smith because that's an official image right. for the marketing of that movie. So, ugh, mm. go away. All right, now I want to get your opinion on this, and I know you guys spend a lot of time talking about this. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Story in the first hour of Lori and Julia. By the way, you'll be able to listen to that at 6.15. Uh, Madonna and her reaction oh. to the New York Times magazine profile of her 
that is the lead cover story for their magazine in their upcoming issue. Madonna is sorry she spent five minutes with this reporter. I mean, so we kind of talked about this yesterday on the show. When I read the Huffington Post, the like at a glance, we were like, we loved some of the answers that Madonna had, but I hadn't read the whole article. And then after Madonna came out this morning expressing her displeasure and disappointment, I did read it. Uses some strong words to describe. Yeah. What did you think? Here's well, here's what Madonna said about this profile. She said to say that I was disappointed in the article would be an understatement. It seems you can fix society and its endless need to diminish, disparage or degrade that which they know is good. She said, especially strong, independent women. And Madonna goes on to say women really have a hard time being the champions of other women if they are posing as intellectual feminists. I'm sorry I spent five minutes with this reporter. She also went on to say she felt, quote, raped again, which she said she felt after her Rebel Heart album leaked in 2015. And that was a quote from this article. Article. So she was referring to that article. And she said, yes, I'm allowed to use that analogy, having been raped at the age of 19. She said further proof that the venerable New York Times is one of the founding fathers of patriarchy and I say death to patriarchy woven deep into the fabric of society and I will never stop fighting to eradicate there's Madonna on Instagram today well we did go through the story and this reporter she's got some it's it's It's, overwrought and overwritten and it's very focused on age and her and her. And she's talking about herself a lot. Fifty-two like, times the reporter references to herself, and forty references to aging. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that this is in the line of recent celebrity profiles published in the New York Times, where I think they must get the note that they want these to be not only. Profiles of the celebrity, but also personal essays and how the author relates to the celebrity. And I'm pointing to Gwyneth Paltrow's profile in the New York Times, where the author for the magazine, for the magazine, yes, Yes. Mm -hmm. for the New York Times magazine, Mm -hmm. which is a supplement of the newspaper. She did this. In a way with Gwyneth Paltrow that actually I think kind of worked in that way. But I see where Madonna probably was mad about this where it was just like, all right, I didn't realize that this was going to be a personal essay about this woman and her relationship to to me and aging and reflecting and other things. I guess I Madonna's got a hot take. I don't think that it's necessary. In my opinion, it's not necessarily so disparaging because I see what the essayist was trying to do. Mm -hmm. Madonna as an idea in our culture rather than just she's just fed up with it. There are no men that are her age that get this. And there are guys that are older. And when the reporter, the essayist says, I realize I can't ask Madonna about anything as personal as menopause yet writes it in it. You know, I mean, I just think that it's like, I think Donnie said it'd be like, would you talk to Robert De Niro McJagger about erectile dysfunction and what right, kind of, of drugs they're using to get their hardwood? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yes. mean. Well, and I, but I do think that there was one part in this article where she goes into, Madonna doesn't like to talk about this stuff, yet she is cashing in on the skincare stuff and the idea of perhaps youthful maintenance and she's selling this product but then she doesn't want to talk about it yeah, in that, this way yeah all right so i so in that way i mean it's it, it's a you have to read the thing for yourself it's a it, lot of words it's overwrought and overwritten article. is what i felt that's what and you felt I, that's what i felt and i liked a lot of what madonna said like i loved when madonna told the reporter why are you so focused on aging because sure. the reporter kept wanting to say well 
you're one of the oldest moms on the playground. I'm one of the oldest moms on the playground. Yeah. It was like, and Madonna's just like, just be you. And why are you so worried about aging? Right. And I think that it's, it's wrestling the idea of Madonna with Madonna, the human being. Yeah. She's iconic mm-hmm. at this point. Right. And so how does, how is this essayist dealing with the idea of well, Madonna versus the person of she's Madonna? She's had problems with other musicians. Nicki Minaj had a problem with the story that she did on her in 2015. And Justin Bieber's people had a problem because this was the reporter that asked and just asked Justin Bieber about his thoughts on abortion when he was 16. Okay. And his people were furious. We're mad about that. Yes. A, he gave an answer. And then B, why did you include that? And C, why did you ask him? So it's she's yeah. a, maybe a provocative. Like, and Nicki Minaj was specifically mad because she felt that she kept bringing up. Nicki felt very like you're doing a trope about black women being dramatic. Right, right. Well, Ooh. that's what I'm saying, yeah. where this essayist is taking these celebrities yeah. and trying to write an essay, a cultural essay, a critical essay. And about, the person doesn't and know And the person it. isn't. <laughs> right. Well, right, exactly. The person's not aware of how these interviewers yeah. are going to put them into yeah. this context. And I can understand where Madonna's coming from, where it's like, this is what you came up with but, out of all of our interactions. But the together? Madonna quotes in the story are really good. Yeah. She has a lot of good things to say. Well, that's why I was like, oh, Madonna, I thought that you had a lot of thoughtful things to say in this essay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's all Don't bring up menopause, people. No. Unless you're going to bring up andopause. <laughs> well, thank Mando. you. Exactly. Well, and you know, you're exactly right. And Donnie made that astute point where it's, we're not asking about older male celebrities, erectile dysfunction, and let's face it, they probably have it. And that's okay, but we're not but we interested don't say, in do that. You, do, we don't say to Bob Dylan, where do you find the energy to keep going at the age of 76? No. We don't ever yeah. ask that to Bob the guys. Dylan's music. Huh? Yeah, it's always about Bob Dylan's music. Yeah, yeah I know nothing about his personal right, life. Right, or, or we're not asking that of Bruce Springsteen. Like, boy, boss, after yeah. doing all those shows on Broadway, what more do you have left yeah, to give to us? Yeah, you're 70 years old. Don't you want to enjoy your retired years? Mm-hmm, exactly. So, you know, right. the fraught celebrity profile. Well, oh, you know, it'll be good attention for Madam X. Now we really, wait. Now we really can't wait to listen to the music. I, I think we get a new song tomorrow. I think the whole album is out tomorrow. Is it to all oh. our on the seventh, and the seventh, the seventh is tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's been getting four star reviews. I will happily really? yeah. listen to it tomorrow. Yeah. I think everyone should. And go read that New York Times Thanks profile. Okay. See for yourself what you think. Holly, <laughs> thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for the dirt, Holly. Oh when yeah. We come back. Uh, we've got theory, theories, theories. What is the new oil? We'll give you. A- and your theory is. Theories, theories, theories. Okay, listen to this theory and tell me if you guys think this is true. This was at uh, the Cheltenham Science Festival. Okay. Okay. Oh, I know it very well. I know you guys know about it. And they, these two professors said that data or data, however you like to say it. Either way. Do how do you guys say it? I'm a data. Data. Okay. Data. 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 <laughs> okay. Data is the new oil. Huh? What? <laughs> that the rise of the internet connected smart product means that our private information has become more easy to get, which means it's more valuable to companies because now everything from TVs 
thermostats, your Alexa, your Echo oh. collects Facebook, everything collects and transmits data about personal behavior. I believe it. 100%. And companies have figured out how to monetize it and that that is the new Oil okay, or now, gold I, rush. Now I understand the analogy. Yeah, I was waiting okay. to see how this oil. I'm here I'm thinking essential oils. Like, no. what kind of oil are we talking about here? <laughs> like, yeah. it could be data is right. the new gold rush or I the mean, new oil. Yeah. It's okay, funny right. how you can look something up on a work computer and all of a sudden you're seeing that ad on your Instagram filter and you're like, holy cow. How did it follow me there? So or you say fast. something mm-hmm. yeah. in the I'm car sh- and your yep. Bluetooth is on and then... You'll go by a restaurant, then it'll pop up. How would you rate this place? Yeah. And it's just like they're always watching. We have Alexa, and I'm sure she's heard. I unplug that little bitch <laughs> all the time in case he plugs her back right. in. Because well, I, I, I don't she want her puts listening. our dog to bed every night. So yeah, really? no, this yeah, uh, we say you know put so and so to bed, and it starts playing reggae music and a countdown after you, thirty you, minutes. You play music to get your dog to sleep? Yes, because mm-hmm. he likes to scratch oh, his crate okay. and and all right. We, my husband looked and did the research that reggae helps tone dogs down, apparently. Is that like, right? No yeah. kidding. Oh, my God. So you say, you know, Alexa, put Channing to bed, and then reggae starts, and oh, look at that. the lights See, turn out. I mean, out, look at how, and, I mean. It's very high. T- door Ricky locks, light bulbs, bathroom scales, toothbrushes, yeah. any of mm. the wearable clothing that has tech in it yeah. is tracking. It's all now connected. And they call it, um, these guys that spoke at this Cheltenham Science Festival, they're experts on what they call the Internet of Things. And that's just how they lump all these things that the Internet, they just call it the Internet of Things. Hmm. And they just said, you know, smart technology is very susceptible to hackers. Oh, that's a study of duh. Yeah, that is a study of duh. (laughs) So, anyway, just... I mean... Use with caution. Yeah. I'm not overly worried. Yeah, well, your devices... I don't care. Here's what they said, the downsides to the Internet of Things. Your devices can spy on you and your kids. Many things are hackable. The devices are never really yours, even after you pay for them. Your devices know your weaknesses. I'm, oh, great. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. not Paul. I'm not that worried. <laughs> yeah, I'm I not. Know. I mean, whatever. But, but we wait, know Paul. that. Look what Facebook has done, how they've yeah. monetized and Google yeah. and all oh, of this. Yes, yes. Hey, and how we got hacked by the Russians and how yes, many people it, yes, were we influenced. Did. Yep. So it's very true. It, it is. The more that you like things on Facebook, the algorithms appear on your wall. And then you believe that those fake news and I could go on and on about algorithms yeah. and people so it's kind of, than that. But it kind of is a thing. Yes, and it's a thing it's, that people are making money from and they're mm, able to. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Okay. So you were talking about dogs and Alexa yeah. knows we're kind of well. Here is the, the theory is Swedish experts said that man's best friend gets stressed out when you're stressed out. That is true. That this is a true theory that yeah. if you've had it, yes. you are correct. Yes. I can tell. Our dog knows when we are stressed, when we're calm. He has our energy and he can sense it. And I mean, you see that with other dog owners and their dogs are, you know, like. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Channing, okay, he knows. listen to what they've studied. These, sweet, these, Swedes. these Swedes. I'll tell you, they're at the University of Jutteborg. No, I'm sorry, the Limpungin University in Sweden. Thank you for that clarification. Thank you. (laughs) What they did, they looked at stress hormone levels in the hair of owners and dogs, and they found that the levels match each other, Mm. and they even looked at the different levels because our stress levels are different in winter and summer Uh, for both man and man's best friend. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, it's stronger in dogs than yeah. Like a cat oh, doesn't care no. what you're thinking. <laughs> no, they don't. Really? Yeah. Keep I mean, home, bad at it. Can I yeah. come lay on your lap? You look stressed. I'm going to come lay on your lap. Just pet me, please. Yeah, I'm just going to go sit on the windowsill for a while. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So the researchers are not sure why we synchronize at the cortisol level. I think it's because man and dog have been so connected for thousands and thousands of years. Well, Maybe that has something to do with it. It, it could. It could be yeah. they had different theories about why they were not really sure. They know, like in a a dog that's like a competitive dog that's in training, yeah, that those people are really connected because they're stressed with that. Mm. But I See, mean, would I chimps just, have the same effect? I mean, if if you think about they evolution, studied and, it, I uh, yeah, I yeah, I suppose. But uh, they think the owners are the ones that are influencing the dogs, 100%. and the dogs are just picking up on it because um the dog's personality doesn't really have a major effect on them the dog right. themselves it's the owner mm. so you, you know yeah, that's if I you've think. had that theory or you're somebody in your family has espoused that okay here's another one this was everywhere this morning um it could be in under the study of da, it could be a theory but if you go to bed at different times, all the time, you're inconsistent. Mm-hmm. If you are sleeping badly, guess what? Obesity, high blood pressure is oh, raised yeah. by like 30%. I lead Weight Watchers meetings and we talk about the effect of sleep all the time. All the time. And I try to get a consistent bedtime every night. And, you and know, that's and, what they said. I mean, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. If you just think about like, if you go to bed late or if you sleep in, you're then rushed in the morning. You're then getting even you know, fast food even on the go. Even if you're going an hour, like if you're normally in bed by like 1030 or 11, mm-hmm. let's so say that's early. your time. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, like the next night, you, for whatever reason, you go to bed at midnight. That um, affects your blood pressure by mm-hmm. 27% because you're not getting as much right. rest, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, mm-hmm. so they want us to go to bed all the time at the same time. Yeah. That's the best for our body. I totally agree. Yeah, but we'll, Or just fall what asleep What happens on, on the, the weekend when we're staying up well, late? Well, that's we're sleeping the, in late. Yeah. Which is not, yeah, you see, and you, not, you can't make up sleep. Really, yeah, you can't. The, I and I hate it when I wake up on Sunday at like eight, and I'm like, I could be sleeping, sleeping in, and here's in. my body waking up. That's no, right. They found they followed a group of over two thousand men and women between ages forty five and eighty four for six years, and they found dramatic differences in metabolic disorders yeah. depending on their sleep regularity. Mm-hmm. So they just keep proving this because it's yeah. that theory and has been around. People don't want to believe it. Either. No, you know, they don't. They want to fight sleep to stay awake to do every this, to one do hour night to night difference in the time to bed or the duration of a night's sleep multiplies the adverse metabolic effect. So I guess if you are uh, trying to maintain a mm-hmm. weight, one of your things that you could do to maintain weight is to go to bed at the same time every night. It helps. Yeah. And don't go to bed. You know, if you think you're hungry, just go to bed and don't eat yeah, and don't eat. Don't Sorry, bring the I, box of goldfish to bed. to bed. Don't bring the sandwich to bed. <laughs> sandwich. I, I'm serious. Like, what's I, your what's the oh best God. what's the best food to eat in bed and not leave a crumb or leave a mess? What is the best oh, thing wow. to eat? Uh, 
well, maybe a, a candy. Like or something. if you were having a snack and you were laying in yeah. bed and you just kind of wanted I mean, goldfish because you put the whole thing in your mouth. That's right? true. Yeah, Fifty-five that's goldfish true. for one serving. String cheese. Oh yeah. String then cheese. your dog wants it. Uh, <laughs> oh, he loves string cheese. Paul, I mean, you know stuff about weight loss. Did you yeah. used to be heavy? I, oh yeah, I've lost eighty-two pounds through Weight Watchers and have kept Ooh, it off. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Were you so, like completely um, overweight my entire life? You I was were. the fat kid growing the hu- up. Husky. Yeah. husky. The yes. husky kid. Yeah. Yeah. I bought those Dockers and Husky size. Yes, of course. And Weight Watchers. Yeah. And I Whoa. still do it. I mean, I still go to meetings every week. I lead meetings every Saturday at Highland, 7 oh. o'clock, 8 30, and 10. Come on oh. out to Highland. And that is one of your things, going to bed. Yeah, I try to by midnight at least. Okay. You know? So, I mean, that's one thing. That's I do one work thing. out. I track yeah. my food. I'm very. I try to be diligent about yeah. it, but it, it's ups and ups and downs. And have you liked what Oprah's brought to the program? I do because she brings people to the program. She does, and she's relatable, and people want to listen to Oprah. Okay, and I do. What like did Oprah. you think of them hiring um, Kate Hudson? I mean, I don't think that Kate's <laughs> done a lot yet, so I don't know. I don't really look at a lot of celebrity endorsements, okay. but like her, Kevin Smith, DJ Khaled, they're yeah. all ambassadors for yeah. the program, and they're all they all bring something different to the table. You're which is an good. ambassador. Uh, yes, I am. Paul. Thank you. Paul's trip to the movies. Please follow him on Twitter. At and Instagram. Paul's movie trip. I'm so close to 1,000 followers, people. By the end of the <laughs> by the end of the show, please. 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 Shameless so shameless. <laughs> terrible. We want you to be Thank shameless you. and Thank terrible. You. We're, yeah, we're shameless and terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's worked for us all these You're years. among the best there, Paul. Yes. Right here. Yes. That's right. All right. Listen, when we come back. We're just going to get to uh, favorite headline and. Some other stories we didn't get. Everybody, you've been listening to uh, Paul McGuire Grimes Thanks filling for in for me. Julia, and of course, you know him from Clean and Bradley Show, Paul's trip to the movies. He's on every Friday. You can follow him on Twitter or Insta Paul's movie trip. And his goal today was to get over a thousand. We're at one thousand nine people. So thank you so much Look for everyone following me. I appreciate it. Yes. of radio. Thank yeah. you. How'd oh, you God. get into Paul's trip? How did your whole thing? How did it all come to be? Yeah, right? like were you in seventh grade? And were you the kid who wrote like movie reviews? Were you because you said a you're a theater bit. kid? Yeah. So I've, I've been a theater kid my whole life. I love. I've always have loved the movies. Mm-hmm. I, like I remember watching Siskel and Ebert as a kid. I oh. would take notes. Like well, they're my so heroes. Oh, yeah. they, they were. That was. They're great show amazing they're mm-hmm. like oh okay so then um 2010 i wasn't getting some acting work and i needed a creative outlet so i just started this blog and started doing some movie reviews and then on twin cities live uh their former critic yes was, got, was let go oh yes yes so you may remember who that was i do and um i remember so we know the executive producer christian Unser. Ryan's done a lot of shows with him. So I Facebooked him. I was like, hey, are is you Ryan st- your husband? Yes, Ryan, okay. my husband, Ryan. And um, I was like, hey, are you still looking to take this, you know, do this? I'd love to do, I'd love to audition. He's like, sure, let's let's come up with segments. So I do went and did a screen test with Elizabeth. And then it's, I've been on ever since then. Well, you, yeah, I mean. So I review movies. I hear you on Thank Colleen you. and Bradley because that's like my time to driving to work. Right. And I was like, oh, I get a little, you know, I'm getting the movie review. Because we don't have someone on consistently. Well, you, Chris Hewitt, he's we, great. Yeah, yeah but not. Not like on a weekly yeah, thing weekly. or whatever. No, we can't no. be that committed to anybody but ourselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, he doesn't want to be that committed to us. That's so. right. I that's, mean, that's the, the Hollywood speak there. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. So that's how you... And, yes. and, and 
things have been growing. You know, I vote for the Critics' Choice Awards because I'm a member of the Broadcast Film Critics Association. I've done some press junkets. I've interviewed some celebrities. Nice. You can see all those on my YouTube channel, Paul Schiff yeah. Movies. A good one with Jane Fonda that you would love. Oh, really? Yeah, when they were doing Book Club, I went and did that junket. And I was bowing down to Diane Keaton, of course, Godfather. And then I talked to Jane and Don Johnson. She gave me a little piece of advice because I said, well, what do you have to say to older women or men that want to maybe get back on the dating scene in the yeah. old age? And she's like, well, there's nothing wrong if you don't want to. But if you want to, just know that STDs run rampant in retirement communities. And I busted it out laughing. Like oh. it was so, I, did, I was speechless. Yeah. Jane Fonda leaving me speechless. Yeah, that's it was amazing. Fantastic. Well, probably you can, I mean, you do, we do run across those stories. That's what we've heard uh, you know, like before, at, yeah. Gotta be, you know, gotta be safe. And that, but that age group, you know, like they wouldn't have been wearing their rubbers except that they were like trying to not get someone pregnant. Right. That would be the yeah, mindset, yeah. Right. you know, of somebody in their 70s. I'm just putting myself in my mom and dad's shoes um, and they mm. called them rubbers and yep. you were sheepskin or the, uh, you used it not to get pregnant right. so they think i can't get pregnant right i'm 85 <sighs> so that's how you so you've been doing it that long yeah i love it it's yeah. really my passion talking about movies getting people to see a movie that maybe they didn't think about seeing a different light has and, anyone ever gotten really mad at you well, and said i'm very disappointed you asked me that question paul yes i well no, not in interviews. Okay. They've all been great. I okay. love having good personal connections with them. Mark Wahlberg and I had a great personal connection with Rose Byrne, too. And then Whoopi, I kind of told her. And do you her, prepare? I mean, do you have um, like like two solid good questions? I, or what I is try it? to come up with a bunch just in okay, case they're quiet, you know, and then just kind of go where the conversation okay. goes. If they go in a random direction, I'll go with them. And I try to get them to laugh yeah. a little bit. And, I mean, it's four minutes and you're like, blah, 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 you know. Yeah, we've ball. only done one movie press junket, mm. and that was Prairie Home Companion at the St. Paul Hotel. Oh, Meryl, Lily. And I I, we had no idea, like, that, you know, we just stayed in one room and they came. And yep. we, it was so exciting. God. But um, we've never, like, you know, done on the road. Or right. Yeah, they're fun to go to, to New Hollywood. York and LA. Oh, yeah. Saying that so has anybody been upset by one of your reviews? Uh, well, I just have people that maybe follow me on Facebook or Twin Cities Live and they were like, I can't believe he didn't like this movie. I've never listened to a review of it. I mean, <laughs> when I went off on Bohemian Rhapsody, that was like, you know, of course, people only comment when they don't like you. Right. I mean, true. I take that back. I have I have a lot of yes, great people that, you they know. give you some love. But the one, t- you know, he was like, I can't believe you didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody. That's a great movie and I'm never taking his value and his opinion again. All right, that's I'm fine. like, all right, that's fine. If I, you liked it, great. I want you to like movies. Right. We have a different opinion. Fine. Yeah. You didn't see it the way I did? That's fine. Yeah, exactly. If you liked it, great. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, what do you think about this idea? Um, so since you love the movies and stuff, do you also do you like reading memoirs and biographies? Oh, yes. Um, yes. I just, I, one of the ones that I read recently was the Fosse one. And then Robin, uh, about Robin Williams by David Itzkoff was fantastic. I've heard that was wonderful. So good. Kind of, you know, a chronological look. Okay. Just made me cry by the end. He's another hero of mine. Yeah. And um, when I think about his death, I get very affected by it. And it's, you know, I love reading memoirs. Yeah. Don't I do, do it a lot. Too. I got to balance my Stephen King books and my memoirs. Yeah, and my I know. I, we just had a good memoir on, well, not really a memoir, but the story of the Chateau Marmont. Ooh. Um, yeah. And that was a great Juicy. book. What was Juicy. It called? The, the Castle on the. The Castle on Sunset okay. is yeah. what it's Sunset, called. Yeah. But I wonder if you read this book in black and white, The Life of Sammy Davis. It came no. out in 2003. Will uh, Haygood yep. was the writer. And uh, Lee Daniels and his entertainment production company have teamed with Tom Hanks's production company. This could be a good project. To develop a miniseries about Sammy Davis Jr. And those are the best 
platforms tell these stories as we we're just seeing from Fosse Verdon. If you can give a couple episodes or a eight Six episode or eight rod, episodes, yep, yeah. you can really dive deep in a way that you can't really for a two hour. And Sammy Davis Jr. has an incredible story. Yes. yes. He really, really does. When you think about that, he was one of the first en- entertainers to cross the white barrier mm. in, you know, World yeah. War II. He was born in Harlem. He performed for the troops in World War II. The troops were segregated. Sammy Davis, it was when he became part of the Rat Pack that he really became a major celebrity. And it was Frank Sinatra who like was like, you were not, you were staying at the same hotels as we are. Right. And he got in huge, like lots of flack about his relationship with Britt Eklund, I think. Yeah, and also Kim Novak. Kim Novak. Oh, yeah. Kim Novak. And um, yeah, yeah it like got him in huge trouble with the studio bosses that he was dating white women. Yeah. Right. So this would be... This will be a great... If this comes to light, if it I does, mean, we've heard about biopics about um, Marvin Gaye yeah, and Janis yeah. Joplin that just never I come to fruition. I still think those might happen now with the oh, success so of Rocket Man yeah, and Bohemian yes. Rhapsody that people see. Hopefully. That but they need the family or they need whoever has the musical rights to the, be that's part the key. of it. It's not necessarily getting the people involved as we saw with Queen and Bohemian. Yeah. Okay. But you got to have the music. But you got to have the music. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, Sammy Davis, he played, he was the first to played for the Queen of England. He had his own network show in 1966, which was absolutely unheard of. Mm-hmm. More he books I need to read. Oof. Huge pop hit with Candyman, which he hated <laughs> yes, performing he the Candyman. Like <laughs> and he even got involved with porn star Linda Lovelace at one point in his life. Ooh. So, um, what a deep throat action. I know it. And he was married <laughs> to Mae Britt, the Who Swedish actress. Yes. Okay. There's just, this would be. This is yeah. juicy. Juicy. It'd what be very, a role very good. for somebody. What actor, you know, at playing him a different. Wow. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, <laughs> maybe a Michael B. Jordan, but. He's good look. Uh, yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to say, Chadwick has done a lot of Chadwick has already done a James Brown. Yeah, and so the four Jackie won't. Robinson. By the way, since uh, before we go, thank you for being with oh, us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Donnie, I don't know if he did this for you, but Transparent, the Amazon TV show, is uh, going out with a big song and dance in the musical finale trailer okay. we posted. Here we go. So if you watch that show... That's how that show is going out with things. So, Paul, thank you so much. It was great to be here. Thank you you so much. Thank you. Continue to follow Paul's trip to the movies.com. Follow him on Twitter and Insta. And we appreciate you being here. And we'll listen to you tomorrow with Bradley. Thank you.